are back. And I wouldn't say better than ever. Me and Kurt have had a long journey through Vegas and whatnot. We were taking on some other projects for Title League. But it is race week, which is always one of the best times of the year. Every single race week. I'm so happy that the timing of us in Vegas worked that there wasn't a race. Oh, no. I would have still made it. I know you wouldn't, but I still would have made it. Like, we were on the Vegas trip where the race is going to be. The viewers don't care about that. Let's move on to our thing. Paul Ricard in the building Paul the last Ricard, year. But we got so much more to talk about before we get to Paul Ricard. Joe has been the perfect driver, people say. I as mean, we've Al- said that all year, bro. As Alfa Romero um, is going to obviously secure a driver. I mean, we're heading into the summer break. They have to lock in the, the driver lineup. They said he's done a fantastic job. I think he's done really well, too. I don't think he's blown me away, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't made mistakes. Yeah, so... We've seen what Mazepin did his first year. We've seen how Mick struggled. Like, even Max, right? Max had a lot of blunders in his work. Like, a lot of guys have a lot of blunders, and he seemed to be pretty good. Joe's being consistent. But he hasn't been great. Like, let's call it spade a spade. He hasn't shown me anything that he's going to be great. But for a rookie, and in comparison to other rookies, he has been really good. So let me ask you this. He has been good. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes. But would you rather see someone like Yuki that... Maybe shows he has more pace and take risk or a guy that, you know, may end up being like another Valtteri Bottas. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. Is he going to be uber conservative and be like Valtteri Bottas? But so let's rewind. Yo, he right? is racing so, side by side with Valtteri. It's a good question, right? But we have to rewind. We've seen Joe try overtakes and try like the driving when you watch the eye test doesn't show you that. Because you've seen him fight Alonzo. You've seen him do overtakes at different corners where people necessarily don't overtake. So I would say no, but it does worry me because he hasn't made any mistakes. He's either just a very conservative driver or he's just really calculated. And he's I just th- that good. I'm leaning more towards the calculated side. The thing is, though, my issue with Joe, and, you know, I want him in F1. I'm Chinese. I'm of Chinese descent. Big for our, our nation. Big for a sport. Uh, the sport, just growth in general. It's like, I need to be impressed, though. Like, Yuki showed some great... Pace. You know what I mean? Like, he showed some great moments last year. You don't think Joe has shown great pace? What did he really show you? I mean, you've seen him make overtakes, like... No, I'm talking about, like, raw pace. I've seen Yuki do overtakes, too. I think overtakes come with the game. And he's shown me some stuff, but have you seen really raw pace out of him? We saw that from Yuki all year. His pace was phenomenal, but he made rookie mistakes. Like, remember, he? I think he qualified fifth one time, remember? Yeah, I also think that that Alpha Tory car was better last year. I would disagree with you. It was faster. It's doing the same thing that Alpha Mail does. Think about Valtteri. He's finishing the top six in P and qualifying. You see what I'm saying? Like, that car has shown pace that I can finish in the top eight, top seven. Fair, fair, fair. So my whole thing behind Joe is like, yes, you've been solid, but I haven't seen anything spectacular. And I think I saw more from Yuki last year. So... And that doesn't mean Yuki's a better driver. I just have more hopes for Yuki having more promise, if that makes sense. It will be interesting to see how Joe develops. A lot, like, a lot of people were quick to say he's only an F1 because he's Chinese and he brings money. He has shown week in and week out that he's consistent. He's good. He has made mistakes. He belongs on the grid. We've seen what money does like but, a Lance Stroll. But you know, that's not my issue with him. My issue is I want him to be great. You want him to be great. I want him to be great. And that's what I expect of every driver is like, you know, try to be great. And I don't know if I've seen that yet. But you are bang on. He's proven his worth in F1. 
he is just as much as worth of a seat than I think Lance, as Lance Stroll is. I think the only people that are more worthy of a seat of him are your veteran drivers and young talent. So like your Alonzo's, your Valtteri's, your Lewis's, those guys. And then you think about your Max and thing. He clumps in that category. He's above Mick to me. He's, or he's a little bit above Mick. He's right there behind. Like, I mean, since Mick got... Mick's driven really well, but I think the Haas was really good on that track, though. If you watched, Bro, even Meg did well. Gunter thinks that they can finish P6. They they have good pace on that car, right? So what I will say to you, though, is he has shown that he is right there with Yuki in terms of how he's earned a seat. He's below the Pierre Gasly, but right around that Yuki, in my opinion. So do you put him... Is he the 14th... He's right in that category. I, 13, 14. I haven't listed him out yet. I wouldn't list. Out, I haven't listed out the drivers, but I would say I he's mean, on the bottom five. If he is, he's the, he's, he's, the, he's the upper echelon of that bottom five. Like I would be hesitant to give, if I'm McLaren, I'm giving Joe a seat instead of Danny Ricardo. Oh, that's a fact, bro. I mean, not because of driving, not purely because of driving, because of the money he brings in. I mean, the money is a bonus, but also the driving. I mean, is he better than Danny Ricardo right now? I don't know. Um, I would put, I would say, yeah. I think the Alfa Romeo was on pace with the McLaren and he, Danny Ricardo's looked just as, like had similar. I feel like Danny Rick, I don't know. Like I need to go back and look at those Red Bull years, but was Danny Rick. He was that good. He was that good. Was it that wasn't good. just cause he was in a great I, I, car. I know you say it doesn't matter, but his car, car styles matter, bro. So what do you think happened to Danny Rick? Like you don't just fall off like Remember, that. He bro. was good at Renault. Renault was only really two was years good. removed from Renault. Like. The car was designed around a Renault. The car worked for my Red Bull. I think this car is designed from Lando, uh, Lando Norris. Like we we talk about it. We have if we're gonna give a slack to guys like Albon and Kivia and guys that drove with Max and, and Pierre because they designed the car towards Max, we gotta give a little break to Danny because he's been on record saying since day one he's trying to adjust his driving style to this car. And the car is built around Lando. I, I would assume so. But my whole point is like, it doesn't excuse you. I still think you should figure it out, but we still have to take that into consideration when we're talking about Danny. I don't think he's just all of a sudden became from being a top six to top eight driver. But the Red Bull car wasn't designed around him either. I don't, but I think the car was just designed to be fast because yeah. remember Max was a rookie. So when Max was a rookie, when Danny was driving, who would you design the car around, Max or, or, or Danny? I mean, it would make sense to be Danny. You're probably taking more feedback from Danny, right? Yeah. So my whole point is, regardless of everything we've said is, he just didn't drop down to become a bottom We've five We've given driver. Danny a lot of flack and rightfully so. I don't like, and we love the personality side. I hope he figures you it out. You think he just lost that much pace? He went from like top six. He's probably a top six driver in 20. That's why it's so shocking. It's you, like, I get it. You're trying to figure out the car, but how much time do you need? I don't think he needs time. Maybe that car just doesn't work for him. So weird to think that. You got to think two like. Two people in the same car get different results. What happens if you threw Lewis Hamilton and Max's car? That's a great question. He may not drive well. Exactly. Because of, you know, Max like his, likes it when it's unstable out of corners. Like, That's well, a he likes the going thing about F1 corners. that people underestimate. It's like, you can put everyone in the same car and get completely different results. And, and, and that's, where, that's where I'm coming from. It's like, Joe or not, I know that we took such a you know, a everyone turn. likes to say that only reason Lewis won is because he had the best car. Well, no, I mean, he did have the best car, but he also has to drive. you got to drive it. My whole point is, Joe may, I'm not going to put Joe over Danny, but Joe belongs. That's all. That's our whole point. Joe belongs. So we will do some quick house cleaning before, before we get to Paul Ricard. Lewis did, I think it's Mission 44. Is that, is that different? Mission 44, bro. I, I, I don't know. He has so much initiatives. Shout out to him. I don't know what they're called. 
I think it was really cool. You see three young black drivers get a chance to drive. With I was those. looking at it. I'm like, not only is it cool, but the fact that this infrastructure has started, whether it's those three or not, they're going to be diverse drivers. Yeah, for sure. And I hope Lewis doesn't just keep it towards black drivers. I hope he opens up for any minority I think drivers. it's honestly any underrepresented I hope underrepresented so, but that only community. showed us it was three black drivers. I hope it's any underrepresented community. And then that includes women, Asians, brown, like everything. So shout out to Lewis for doing that. Lewis um, really has put on for the sport in a way that he, like he always says, a lot of people talk, a lot of companies out there doing their little PR campaigns, but he's hiring actually people in diversity and inclusion just to, you know, do it. Lewis walks the walk, bro. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, I mean, just think of the kids. Like you get a call, you get a, I guess, what, a Zoom or a FaceTime or a video that yeah, Lewis I Hamilton's mean, inviting you to Silverstone? It's special, bro. And it's kind of- and, and I would assume Lewis Hamilton's their idol. I mean- He's the only one that looks like them on the grid. I would assume so. Like imagine getting a call from your idol that you can play basketball with them on a court. It's honestly remarkable. And I'm not sure if you've picked up on this, but- this is going to be Lewis's 300th uh, race this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Lewis is hitting a lot of milestones because he's hitting that age and he's obviously the most successful driver over, in terms of pure raw numbers. Um, what do you have? The most podiums in a single single racetrack at Silverstone? I think mm -hmm. it was 16. Um, it was really good to see him hit three in a row. I don't know if you watched the race. I know you've been busy, but it's a great race. I, I really enjoyed the Austrian race. It was really good. The Austrian race was really good. I, I don't think you've watched it. Have I haven't you? watched all of it. I just saw bits and pieces you of it. You gotta watch it. You really but do. I, I've been told and what I saw, it was such an entertaining race, man. It was an entertaining race. Carlos Sainz typically goes in flames. I mean, it just, you know, the pressure cooks him and it cooks his car. So it is what it is. <laughs> yo, yo, talking about cooking, there's a heat wave, bro. There's yeah. a heat wave in Europe and it's not even So you want to jump funny. into Paul Ricard? It's the last, it's going to be the last race in Paul Ricard, bro. No, don't we have Belgium? No, I'm saying the last race. Oh, at yeah. Paul Ricard, you want to jump bro. into that? You want to jump into that? Yeah, it's race? coming to an okay. end, and typically it's been boring. Last year we saw Max chase it down Lewis. Race. Last year it was cool because Lewis got chased down at the end with like three laps to go. Here's my thing, though. It's like, I don't, I don't want to gatekeep, but it's like, I never find a race boring because although it was not a front race, there's always a race somewhere. For sure. There's always a race like it's mid pack or bottom, and it's like, I'm looking for things, and like, I find it very interesting because, you know, we have to dissect the sport farther than just your casual viewing, right? So I'm looking at like tire deck strategy. I'm looking at like, when are they pitting? What is this pace of, let's say Yuki compared to Pierre? Like there's so much things to analyze in a race that you can pull from. It's like a race never gets boring to me, if that makes sense to you. I don't know if you look at it that way, but because we cover the sport, I look for yeah, so many- Yeah, we look at other things. I th think that Paul Ricard is not a name that I'm gonna be like, oh, F1 needs no, Paul No, but Ricard. I'm just saying just in general, I don't think it's ever boring because if you're covering the sport, there's always stuff to look at. There's always stuff to look at, but there definitely are different races that, that come are more with, exciting, but more exciting. I want to say there's anything boring. That's my, that's yeah. kind of where I'm coming from. Cause we analyze the sports. Like what does a tire deck look like? What strategies? Bro, what is a pit wall tire going deck on? this weekend with this heat? It's going to be disgusting. I, I have they announced a yeah. tire range yet? Do you know? I'm not sure, but uh, if they're not going with the hardest tires, I'd be shocked. Europe's going through one of the craziest heat waves of our entire history. Runways are melting in the UK. I don't even know what's gonna happen. I mean, hopefully it cools down, but if it doesn't, how do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, is it possible? And I hope they have enough water, whoever the organizers are. Here's my only thing. Do they cancel the race? Bro. 
do they cancel the race? They are urging people in Europe not to travel. They're asking schools because schools are still in to stay open so kids can be at, in the school with air it's, conditioning. It's July. It's different. Their semesters are completely different. Okay, we're in, we're in okay, cool. Um, right. School is closing, like it's coming to an end for their summer break, but they're asking schools to stay open to keep kids in AC. Like it's an issue, bro. Yeah, so. And you're gonna go stand or, and, or be in the no, sun? I'm, not t- I'm talking about like Lewis in a hot car. And you're wearing full fire, like. The thing is too, is like, it should be interesting because you know, you're gonna put in a bigger water tank. So oh my that, God. no, but think about this. Can like, you imagine you have a water issue, you gotta retire the car. Forget the water, uh, forget the water issue. Like just talking about pure race aspect. Like, you know, Lewis may thug it out and put n- minimal water in there and have a faster car. We never, we, like, you gotta think of Bro, all these things, man. You ain't thugging it out on this heat, fam. But I'm just saying like, you don't know, like that, those are all things I, I, I would like to know. that take hundreds and thousands of a second off that make a difference. Yeah, like, it, and you know, it takes weight off your tires. Like that all matters, bro. So it's gonna be very interesting. So they're running the C2, C3, C4. So they're running the second set of hardest because the C1 is the hardest. Also, like the only, what I've read is the only team that's worried about the heat is Ferrari. Like, no, it's gonna affect every team. Well, Ferrari's engines tend to go on fire. We found out. So (laughs) they're gonna be a little bit more worried than everybody else. But so let's talk about engines, right? So Red Bull hasn't really had heat issues. It's been, you know, fuel can't go there. It's been other stuff like, Random uh, issues, like brake issues. pedal not working properly. Yeah, so like, I think Red Bull's good. Mercedes has had the most flawless engine out of our top three teams, but we do know they had a heat issue in Australia and Australia was hot, but this is even hotter. So I'm worried about Mercedes. 40 degrees. I mean, that's over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Does Mercedes have their first engine DNF this weekend? No. No, eh? Uh-uh. By the way, speaking of Mercedes, shout out to my boy, George Russell. He's still Mr. Consistency. Started bro. off at the back of the grid, had to, had to pit. Still finished top five. Still finished top five. Bro, now he's doing his, uh, he's actually his little post there. Everyone's loving it. Bro, he's people got, are memeing the shit out of George right now. Bro, George is like the fun, he's becoming no, the fun guy. You know, they're like, George is the type of person to finish a flight and slap his knees. Or There's this whole meme on, I don't get it. It's on Twitter, but... He's getting mean, but shout out to George for being Mr. Consistency because every single yeah, race he's finished, it's been in the top how about, five. How about Lewis saying that George is the perfect person to take Mercedes to the next level? I didn't see that, but yeah, I mean. Yo, people were like, oh, there's going to be an issue with power. Like Lewis is, by saying that, is effectively handing the baton. And uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you George Russell is the right guy to, to lead the team into the next era. I told you so. Bro, Lewis If it comes Hamilton from Lewis said. Hamilton's mouth, it's, you know, Lewis... I think for Lewis, he's giving love and respecting George's talent. He's like, yo, this guy's really talented. I'm going to do everything to make sure Mercedes is in good hands. And I can't say he's the same ba- about Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, he's backing George Russell to lead Mercedes to success for years to come. Yeah, and you know what? You know, we talk about this a lot, but forget Valtteri. Throw Valtteri out the equation. Mercedes needed to find their young guy to compete because you have Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. You have Lando Norris at McLaren. You, we definitely, you definitely needed a future. And obviously it's not, Valtteri one is not a young talent. No. And two was definitely not it. But let's be real. Lando Norris is on the market. He was coming up because he just re-signed with McLaren. So, you know. They prioritized George. I, I would probably take George over Lando because of bias, but I wouldn't be mad if someone would pick Lando over, over George. Like If you had both of them, you had to pick one. It's a good debate because Lando has... 
I feel like all the other young drivers were kind of like, I don't want to say laughing, bro. Like, man, like sucks. George is at Williams. Like his Williams paid off. He's now at Mercedes. Yeah. Did Pierre resign? Pierre, yeah, he extended. He said for one year, right? Yeah, like through to 23. Yeah, I said it's within Lewis's timeline. That's right. But back to what we were saying anyways, um, Lando versus George is going to be a great debate in years to come because I feel like those two are kind of head to head because they're friends. And then you got Max I and Charles. I hope it doesn't turn into a Nico Lewis situation. No, I don't think it ever will because I think, I think Nico's just a little jealous. I think Nico is still butthurt. I don't understand, bro. You, know it, bro. Much- you won your chip. You retired. He's still always loves to like talk negatively about Lewis. Well, everybody says on Twitter that every chance he gets on broadcast is to bring up his 2016 world championship went over Lewis. But <sighs> it's like, bro, come as on. As we say always, F1's in a great place um, with obviously those two Brits, Charles and Max. I think Yuki's a talent. I think show's going to be around for quite a bit. Possibly Mick. I don't know about Lance, but. Lance definitely on the way out. But yeah, I mean. Quick note, we don't have to dive into it because we got to talk Paul Ricard. Lando or George, if you have both of them, which one are you picking? George. Are you picking George? Is I'm that just because George, of bias? Bro. Or are you like, you really think George nah, is man, better? Like George has just shown me. Lando, they're both great. It's hard to be put in that situation because I think either one you're going to win, but I'm not going to pump fake. So I'm going with George. Yeah, listen, the thing about George is I feel like, I just feel like George has a little bit more of that killer when I, when you see him. Bro, he everything he's showing when you go back to like him trying to overtake Veltri. He just got that Williams, killer instinct, right? Going back to um, the, where where did you race in the Mercedes the first Secure. time? Secure Grand Prix, like he's got it, man. And then, but Lando's like outperformed his McLaren really well. Yeah, so. listen, either or, they're both great. Um, they're they're both incredible. So. By I'm the way, for it. when I'm in the airport of Las Vegas, to me, Lando Norris, I was like, that's the most random. There was also a, a huge F1 pop-up store when I was leaving. There's got to be, right? In Vegas. There has There's to be. all the Red Bull merch, Mercedes merch. It's everything. It's probably jacked the hell up. One of my Uber drivers was talking about it. Like, yo, they're shutting down the strip. Like, he's like, we're not going to be able to access hotels. And I'm like looking at the strip. I'm like, are they going to knock down the center barriers? Or are they just going to race on one side of the road? One side of the road. One side of the road is big enough. It's three Crazy, lanes. bro. It's three lanes. Yeah, I know. Where are they going to? And they're building think- apparently a whole pit lane. Like, Yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be unreal. Um, Let's I also, get into, I sorry, do want to say one more thing. We got to get into Paul Ricard, but go we'll ahead. We'll get into Paul Ricard. Um, oh, yes. I did. I kind of went down a deep dive on Aston Martin some more just because it continues to haunt me of so how bad me, they are. Tell me you're a true fan. Tell people how you really feel. Definitely not a true fan. Um, I will say this. Lauren Stroll is ruining the team. We should have a separate podcast. This is that's a lot to dive into. It's a lot to dive into. We'll have a second podcast, but you heard it here first from Kurt. So the billionaire's ruining it. The billionaire's ruining it. I I, I called that. But anyways, let's move on. We will do. We'll probably do an episode next week or during the summer break. We do Aston during yeah during the summer break. Summer breaks in like two weeks. So yeah. So a couple things. We'll start with Merck because you're a Merck fan. Nick DeVries is driving for F- Hamilton FP1. Probably not a big deal, but I think it is a big deal. Mercedes run reserve driver, DeVries. You know why I think Hamilton. it's a big deal. Do you really think there's going to be a DeVries back full of Lewis? No, because I think Mercedes needs that time to figure out the car. I think Mercedes car continues to develop on the weekend. I don't think Nick DeVries is Lewis Hamilton in terms of getting what he wants out of the car. So that's why I have an issue with it. Yeah, you have a problem with it, right? Yeah, I have an issue with it. Yeah, I don't get it. You have to. I get it. You have to, but 
Like, you know, if Nick DeVries did it last year, I wouldn't care because Mercedes had one of the best, had the best car on the circuit. But this year, as you're trying to figure out the car and unlocking it, you're coming back from summer, uh, from a two week break. And Mercedes is typically in Europe when they've had an extended break, like more than one week, they've come back with the upgrades. And I don't like the fact that Nick is driving FP1 because Lewis can't get in the car and give his feedback and develop the car. But he's 27. Has to be done. He's not a young driver, which, you know, it is what it is. But how do you feel about that? My thoughts on that. So Lewis Hamilton has, it's also contracted that he has to do it. And then Lewis will do it. I mean, George will do it later in the year. So yes. both drivers they both have, have to. to. But I don't like it at this point in the year. That's my This opinion. junction doesn't make sense to you? No, it does make sense. I just don't like it because of where Mercedes is. Yeah. Um, I really, I agree with you because I think there's still a chance that Mercedes can vie for this Constructors' Championship. Sure. But, sure. If um, that's what you want to roll with. I also am looking forward to another strong result by Mercedes. Like I think that either George or Lewis can win, win this race. Okay. I don't hate it. Um, you've, I'm sure you've seen memes of how people think the Paul Ricard circuit is confusing. Yeah. I mean, it looks also kind of weird with all of the different colors. Like it's kind of, it trippy. sucks to drive on by the way, because it is a little confusing on F1 2021. I didn't get F1 2022, but Mick came out and said, it's not confusing. <laughs> it's interesting how, this circuit has brought so much attention to the lines and how people are talking about it. It's like, is that all we have to talk about this weekend? Is that what Bro, this weekend's Paul going Ricard to? is kind of like just blah. I'm giving to you right now. It's going to be a fun course. If it's a fun race, I'll be happy. Even be last race. year, I'll tell you, up until Max chasing Lewis, it was boring, bro. Listen, I got you. Um, Prez looking to bounce back. This, another headline. This is also Mercedes track. Yeah. This is a Mercedes track, so you should be encouraged by it. Like, it feels like it's a Mercedes track. I will say this though, Alvatore's bringing a major upgrade. I saw that. So let's- They need it, bro. They've had such a bad year. So how do you feel about that? Like, do, do we think they're gonna move up to the, maybe punching right below McLaren and Alpine or they're still- Bro, know, what do you mean? Haas is ahead of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do they, with these upgrades, do they punch with McLaren and Alpine like they did bro. last year? Or are they still struggling with Haas and Alfa Romeo? Haas still hasn't brought their upgrades, right? No, I think you said after summer break. You're, Yo, the one, you're the one that follows Haas more than I do. Bro, I don't think AlphaTauri is beating Haas this weekend. They're bringing major upgrades though. You don't think that does anything? They're bringing major upgrades, but I don't trust anything AlphaTauri is doing this year, bro. That's fair, but they do have the better driver pairing. They do. So that's my whole point is you don't think with major upgrades, you're gonna Yo, beat them. You're, 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 you're standing on that. I'm standing on the fact that Haas right. will beat AlphaTauri and also- All right. Mick Schumacher has turned a new leaf, bro. He got the monkey off his shoulder. I said that. And now- Remember I said he's going to pull some George Russell bro, shit. Wasn't this last race the first time Haas has finished both drivers in the top 10? Yeah, he was P6. It's crazy, bro. I mean, listen, he had some luck. Of course, Sergio, you need a little luck in the sport. Sergio and thing, but P6 for him, which is, which is a big deal. Um, but I'm rolling with Alfa Torre. He's going to take a big step this weekend. Bro, Mick Schumacher, 15th in the standings. Let's go. He's still not his dad though. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen, it's, I'm happy for Mick. You know, I'm a big Mick fan. Do you? But you got a little to your father's yo, legacy. What is up with like, how are you going to name him Mick? Like you're trying to name him Michael Schumacher, but you went Mick. Why do parents ask, do this? It, Why yeah. did LeBron James name his son LeBron James Jr.? As, as, I think we got to ask Karina. It's Karina, I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you, like, don't do that to your kid when you're that great. Yeah, I mean, is like there, Mick is Michael. Isn't there? Isn't there a Michael Jeffrey Jordan Jr.? There is. 
I mean, Bronny is. But it's LeBron James Jr. Sorry, but I'm, I didn't know that, but I'm saying, I mean, Bronny will probably be like Mick. He'll probably be pro. He'll be good, but he won't be oh great. I, I, it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, Steph named this kid Cannon, which may, I think Perfect. is worse. That's worse. No, you're not Steph Curry. Yeah, but your name's Cannon Curry. I know, everyone's gonna think you can shoot. Yeah, your name's Cannon. Can you imagine he can't shoot and he's the best handler ever? Bro, Anyways, we digress from basketball. I digress. Sorry, I apologize. Let's get into the circuit. It is yeah, a fun circuit in terms of, I think there's a decent amount of technical, like my personal opinion. You have, you have the image up. I know we've been really busy. We've got two nice straights, really three straights. You've got some very nice technical circuits. Like it's a good racetrack. Think about it. When you hit corner, when you, when you hit corner um, three all the way up to seven. Bro, France is like such an F1 nation and they may not even have a track anymore. Bro, France doesn't even really have a driver other than Pierre. Bro, Pierre getting a lot of love, but they have, they have Alpine. Yeah, but I'm talking, they don't have a driver other than Pierre. Yeah, but they have a whole team. Yeah, I know. I mean, is Alpine, I know Alpine, they're not in France, so located there. Yeah, but it's a French team. Right yeah, now. they're a French team. No, I know that. Um, you think, you think Charles gets love? Cause he's Bro, Monogasque? I've already seen posts on it about him. He's but he's from, he's from Monegasque. Yeah, but they're running as if he's French. Jesus. Okay. They're picking us, draw, drawing us draws here. Hey, it is what it is. So I want you to, let's do some fun stuff because we haven't been here. We haven't done this in a while. Bro, Pierre Gasly says he was born in France. Yeah, I know France. I know Pierre Gasly. I'm talking about Charles. Oh, Charles. Oh, no. Charles. Charles getting love. No, no, not Charles. Pierre. Yeah, I know Pierre's yeah, getting love. I'm talking Pierre. about Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, kind of Monaco, yeah. France. Yeah. I wonder if he's getting love. So let's do some fun stuff. Who's the first DNF? Oh, my God. Team wise. Team-wise, first DNF, I want to say Ferrari, bro. Wow. I'm going, I'm, you know who I'm going with? Who? I'm going with, I'm going with Mercedes. I know, it's bound to happen, right? It's because it's so hot, bro. A little Mercedes? The thing is, it hasn't happened. We know about how hot Australia was and what happened to overheating. So I'm going to go with Mercedes. Who is over under? Does Nicholas Latifi, no, well, I guess not over under. Does he spin out or get into an accident? Nah. Latif's coming he, through. He's, he's coming through. Does Mick score points again? Yes. Hell no. Mick I go with no. points, bro. He, I just said one of Red Bulls is DNF, and you said Ferrari. I mean, come on. I said Red, uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, yeah. It's, it's going to be a bad race for him okay. right now. Um, because of the heat, do we have less fan turnout? No. Fans are turning out, bro. At 40 degrees with that heat wave. I need to pull, I'm going to pull up the, the forecast because there's, I'm hoping it cools down because it's just kind of nuts, man. I don't know if I would do it. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I know, I I'm know how you are when it comes to heat. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm doing it. The only circuit I would do it for, sir, is Silverstone. I would die for Silverstone. Bury me on the track. Mm. Wait, you're telling me that. You wouldn't do it for Paul Ricard, but you'd do it for Silverstone. It's Silverstone. Bro, come on. Keep the energy, fam. It's Silverstone. What do you mean? Bro, it's not that bad, bro. The, the weather on the weekend is pure sunshine. 31, 31, 31. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, perfect. It's not 40s. 31, bro. Perfect. Okay. And you know what? 31 but, but, but is you, still hot. Track just, temperature is going to be just, like. You just opened up a new conversation, though. We're talking about Silverstone and Paul Ricard. You wouldn't go in 40 degrees. What If you had a... You know me in the heat. You're saying that Silverstone and Paul Ricard are the same experience. 
I'm not saying it's the same experience at all, bro. I'm just saying that I would do it for Silverstone. What's what's so what's so bad about keeping the same energy? I love Silverstone. Silverstone is Silverstone. There's actually they're saying it could get up to forty. It's changing, but anyways, th- that's it. You know what? For Silverstone, I mean, I it's, so for me, it's it's the heat. I don't care. I'm gonna be up. Yeah, but I'm saying for me, Silverstone it's, is different than Paul Ricard. Bro, you just have to wear some long. It's like I'm, I'm not going into Monaco. I'm not setting in Monaco for that boring ass that boring ass race. In terms of like the the racing aspect, but but let's do our predictions. We'll get out of here. People are gonna hear from us obviously after the races qualifying. So, who do you have winning this race, sir? Lewis Hamilton on his three hundredth race. Aye, aye, aye. Let's go. This is this is this like a logical pick or this is pure homer pick? You going with just so the viewers know? Um, definitely on the more homer pick. Well, listen, this is a Mercedes track. It's the number three hundred. It's a it's a Mercedes track. I think they're coming with upgrades. I think they have a shot. But I am going with Charles Leclerc. He's okay. going to repeat. Okay. He's going to come back. He's going to repeat. He's got some momentum. Ferrari's behind him. I'm going Charles Leclerc. Who is finish out your podium? Our early uh, predictions. Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, George Russell. It's going to be a double podium. You have Max DNFing. I'm assuming that's what you have. There's no Max way you have is going Max. to have some issues, not DNF. Okay, Max but Max is fourth. There's no way you have Max off the podium without any issues, right? Max is fourth. Carlos is fifth. Not Carlos because I have him DNFing. Sorry, Checo. You have one Red Bull DNFing. No, I said Ferrari. You said also one Red Bull too. I said no. One might have okay. issues. Okay. So Lewis is my DNFer. Damn, Louis. He's my DNFer for Versus Mercedes. DNF. I said one Mercedes. So I think George has some bad luck. I think it's Lewis's turn in terms of DNFs. So I have Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen. I'm gonna throw my boy George in there. He's gonna get a podium. Let's go, Georgie. I have one. Ch- I have one Red Bull having issues. So I'm gonna have Checo in six. I'm gonna put Bottas in fifth. And I'm going to throw... Valtteri in fifth. Well, I have an issue with DNF with Lewis. I have an mm. issue with Checo well, or Max. Have you not noticed that Valtteri's been trending down I hard? don't care. I, it's it's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Oh, yeah, Valtteri? Good. It might be this weekend. It might be next week. But he's going to get back up there. And and then I have... Carlos is fourth. Because I'm going to have I'm gonna have Ferrari having a flawless weekend in terms of issues. But I have Checo having issues. And I have Lewis having issues. And I have Bottas having a strong performance here. Okay. I have that. Um, let's, let's talk about our, our qualifying and we'll get out of here. Yeah, well, I'm going to go Lewis 1. You're going to lose 1? Bro, Lewis is coming with the pace. Okay. Lewis 1, Charles 2, Max 3. Hmm. Don't hate that. I got Max, Charles, Lewis. Okay. I got I, Max, Charles, Lewis. That's what I have for qualifying. We'll how see does Nick DeVries do in FP1? I don't care about Top Nick five? DeVries. No, hell no. He didn't look good in the other ones, but we should talk about this because I know obviously you're Mercedes and we didn't get a chance to talk about this. There was a big gap between Mercedes pace and Red Bull's pace last race and Ferrari's. There was, but they had better qualifying pace. They had better qualifying pace, but race pace is different. And they both crashed in quality. Yes, but race pace is different. We all know that. Is the gap even close to that 0.3? Are we still at a 0.5? Oh, I have Lewis winning, but not because of pace. Um, Yeah, we're going to see it. I think we're going to see Ray's pace. Point two. I think it was point two. They're, they're bringing it even closer. This is their course. So I do think this point is a track. Two, and I think coming out of summer break, they're going to be on par. It's going to be straight driver instincts. Where, where, do you, where are you getting this from? 
Bro, the, the, the whole factory's down. on break. It's Those, not like summer break. They have time to work on the car. I know, but Toto's got some stuff up. I'm concerned though, because it was 40 seconds and they had a safety lap. I'm concerned with the pace, like being, being straight up with you because they closed it. I do know that Lewis had an, when he crashed his car, they had to put in an old that chassis. Have, exactly. And, all stuff. and he they had to rebuild the car. If they don't crash, his race pace would have been where it was. But you still think it's about 0.3 off. Yeah, 0.3. It was more like 0.4 that last race, 0.5. Yeah, it's but they're qualifying. Pay. They had to rebuild both cars, bro. Not both, but one and a half. Yeah, so I get where you're coming from. I, I just wanted to go over that with you because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But I do th still think they're lacking about 0.3 to 0.4 of pace. I thought it was 0.2 going out of, I think it was Silverstone. I thought they were a lot closer, but kind of this weekend kind of got me put back a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at data. So I hope they close the gap. I think... My biggest wish as an F1 fan is that out of summer break that they are competitive and we have a three horse race. Not to win a championship, but every but single race. Stretch. Every single race is like Lewis can win, George can win, Max can win, uh, Charles can win, and Checo can win. And you notice how I didn't throw Carlos in there because I don't think he can win. Carlito. And then I also hope for McLaren, Alpine, and either one of those Haas or Alfa Romeo to have a good, good battle for fourth. There's going to be a legit battle for fourth. And I, if Haas can finish sixth, That'd be incredible. That's millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Like Gene is going to be very happy. Yeah. Cause like, you know, we both, <laughs> I listen to George's podcast. I, Gene, Gene, but he's going to be like, Gene, we got six millions. Gene, Gene. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But my last point before I sign out is George talked about it on, you know, beyond the grid, how that one point made millions of dollars of difference for his team. And that's why he went for it. That's right. And, and you being, respect it. Going from 10th to 6th, that's probably tens yo, of millions of dollars. Yo, yo, they just extended life. For Gunther? I know. By the way, you have to eat your take that Gunther's being fired this year. Bro, Gunther is not being fired. Gunther? Is he a good team principal now? I honestly don't know, but I love him. He's like a cuddly bear. <laughs> no, he's the Danny Rick of team principals. He is Danny Rick of team principals. Anyways, we'll see you guys Saturday morning if you're in America or Canada or afternoon if you're in Europe. Peace. Peace.